you know, there's people out there with four or five, six best friends, and I'm just unlucky. You're not unlucky. You haven't been having talks like this. <laughs> Welcome back, Warriors. My name is Rob Wong. I am Scott Pagliaccio, and I am grateful as fuck to be here with you, Rob, and the and everybody out there in Listenerville. Thanks for joining us today, man. I think we've got a great episode. We we do have it. I don't think I know we have a great episode for for our listeners, Rob. Today we're going to be talking about having difficult conversations, and by that we mean like calling out your bros when they're out of integrity, out of line, and setting that up so that they'll do the same thing for you without it turning into some big fucking mess where, like, now no one's talking to no one and the group text is, like, empty. It's just, like, this ghost town. So how do you, how do we, how do we even begin to do that? And why is that important? All that and more coming at you in the next few minutes. Maybe I need to own my own shit here because I am not great at this. I will, I will have difficult conversations with people but more often than not, the idea of entering into conflict with them or the idea of disagreeing with them feels like I'm about to get into a fight. So I'm pretty shit at this. I will actively avoid those conversations. And eventually, because I've given my word to it and because sometimes Scott calls me out on it, I will then go and, <laughs> and I'll, have, I'll have that hard talk. But like, how, what, what, what's the game plan here for you, man? Like, I, I see you out in the world and you're like consistently having challenging conversations with people which I tend to think of as being extremely valuable because it's clear communication. I don't have to just hold on to bitterness. Um, so how do you do it, man? I ask for their buy-in. I And I'm noticing that men want feedback or want to be challenged. Uh, they don't want to just have their story colluded with. Like they want help there. They're like, I'm kind of stuck. Ask if they're interested. I said, or ask them, do you just want to be heard in this? Do you want some reflection? Do you want feedback? You know, what do you want? Um, the other day, though, I, I happened to do this and I didn't ask. I just I told the dude, hey, let's press pause. Like he started to, to like dump on me and uh, blame his girlfriend for being crazy. And I it, it triggered me. And, and I know this dude not super well, but well enough to think that he would want this information because we've had some pretty in-depth conversations around his life, his relationship. So I, I was like, Hey, press pause. And so it, it, it stopped him. I interrupted him. And then I, I just went into it. I said, Hey man, you mentioned that your girlfriend's crazy. And I was like, well, let's let, let me help you see your part in this. What is it about you that attracts crazy into your life? And he was a little bit shocked, like it kind of, it kind of uh, shocked him. And let me set a little context. This dude did ten years in prison. Um, he was a heroin addict. Completely turned his like I like this dude, man. Completely turned his life around. Is has a thriving business. Is about to quit his job, and you know he's a badass. I know he struggled in relationship, and I also know this about him. I know that he doesn't have men in his life that will challenge him in this way. And I feel like we've built up enough trust in our friendship, even though it's limited. Um, we, we've known each other for months, not years. So I took the liberty of saying, fuck it, man, I'm gonna challenge this dude. And I just went for it and he was receptive. Um, and I think, I think uh, it served him for him to stop blaming. You know, I feel like he got it like, oh yeah, this is about me. 
and not really about her. And it, it had him kind of shift perspective rather than blaming her. He was t- like interested in taking responsibility for his part. So it sounds like part of the experience for you is that like in general, even though some of us are spiky about it, I'm going to speak for myself. I am spiky about it. Your experience is that like a lot of guys aren't interested in just kind of like having someone be like, yeah, she is a bitch. And then, but so then mm. they actually are interested in like someone calling them out if they're off, off base. You find that guys are okay with that. Yeah. I feel like it adds a level of trust and in, in, in integrity because I'm not colluding with their story because I imagine that most friendships are surface level. It's just like, yeah, fuck her. She's a bitch and she's the fucking problem and fuck her and fuck that shit and bros before hoes and all that bullshit. And so I think when somebody shows up differently, then they're like, whoa, this dude isn't like all my other friends. And I imagine it feels different. Like, ouch first, maybe a little bit. Like, ooh, yeah. But then, you know what? There's some truth in in this, too. And that piece of integrity and being in it, I think, is deep in us as men. I think that's a stronger feeling, like integrity versus blame. Like, blame is childish. So if I'm asking this man to take ownership of his experience rather than projecting it onto his woman, that feels more powerful to me. Yes, a little spiky, like, ooh, this motherfucker is kind of coming at me with some different shit. And it, it makes sense. Like, okay, yeah, he's got, he's got a, he's different. He's showing up differently. He's trying to help me out here rather than collude with me and just be like, yeah, fuck it, man. Okay. So like, say we have a listener right now and they're like, Hey, I've been seeing my friend and he's running, he's running some bullshit. I think mm. he's, he's bigger than that. He's a better man than that. Yeah. So where do we start with this? I think first you mentioned it's like, Hey, I get their buy-in. So it's like, Hey, can we have a conversation about this thing. It could even be like being a little bit more vulnerable. Like, hey man, I'm interested in taking our relationship to a deeper level. Is that something you're interested in? Okay, so say they say yes, then then how do you proceed from there? I keep it on my side of the street. Like I, it sounded to me like you were blaming your girlfriend or you were calling her crazy and I I would ask you a question. What is it about you that attracts this type of woman? Why are you continually attracting crazy into your life? And I'm not saying that this person isn't behaving in ways that are triggering to you. But I think it's an opportunity for you to take ownership of your experience and be more responsible here. There's like a world champion debater and he recorded a couple of videos talking about how to debate. And one of the first things that he mentions is like, hey, you got to make sure you're on the same page if you're going to get into a debate with someone. Otherwise, it's going to be a yelling match. And I feel like what you said is is actually very similar. It's like, hey, get the buy-in first. And for him, he recommends it's like you have to make sure that they're they're on board to work towards like a mutual like growth. Like they, they have to be willing to like lean in towards you and you have to be willing to lean in towards them to find the ascended like middle ground. How can I be informed by both sides and come out with a better, better perspective on this together? If they're down for that, if they say yes, then you're okay to move forward. He was saying like, if you're going to have a debate with this person, if you're going to challenge their worldview, 
You can't do it unless you fully understand their worldview. So like the, the first half is like, which you've already done, um, is I need to listen to this person well enough that I understand all the details and nuances of where they're coming from. Oh, this person's conservative. Fuck them. Oh, this person's liberal. <laughs> fuck them. No, that's not the way it works. You got to go deeper. There's nuance to the entire spectrum of things, right? But once you understand, right, then you can be in a position to debate and potentially disprove what they believe. Um, but you can't do that if you completely misinterpret what they're about. Say that you like hate chocolate and someone's like, yeah, I bet you hate chocolate because it's brown. And you're like, well, okay, yeah, get out of my face, man. I just don't like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like the way it tastes. I don't like sweets, man. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well with my system. That that guy is like going to have zero percent chance of changing your mind about chocolate. Not everybody wants to grow and, and develop. They, you know, they want to be, you know, a child and, and blame the other person. And that's not the type of people I, it is not the people that I'm surrounding myself with. So that was something I took into consideration as well, is that this man is, he seemed receptive. And I noticed that I mentioned a couple of times, I'm like, you didn't ask for any of this, man. Cause I was kind of, <laughs> I, I was kind of, I was kind of hitting him in the head with some shit that maybe he didn't ask for, but you know what? I was like, fuck it. This dude did 10 years in prison. He can handle it. I'm going <laughs> to do some truth telling here. And if I get shanked, well, then I know I went down the wrong path, but, but, but this brother really listened to me, man. Okay, so I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I think I'm hearing another level here. You're coming at this like humble, right? It's it's like you're not coming in shooting at his face. It's like I'm right. You gotta you gotta stand down because you're wrong, motherfucker. It's like, hey, from what I can see, this is what's going on, and I'm you're and then you ask him questions about it, like, yep. hey, are are you attracting crazy women into your life? So he has time to reflect on it. And even then, like, if you're doing it without his consent, you are acknowledging that, like, hey, I know I know, I know, you didn't ask yeah, for this, Yeah, I dude. totally acknowledged it, man. Yeah. And he also knows my story and my background and where I come from, too. So there's another layer to this as well. He knows that I work with men. He knows that I run men's groups. He's appreciated me in the past because his father isn't in his life and his brother's a drug addict. And so having a man that he can, he, I know for a fact that he feels safe when we're speaking. So you have to build a container of safety first, like any relationship. Rob is also reflecting on how you build this container. Like there's steps to this. You don't just walk up to some dude, you know, and just start fucking ha like you said, shooting him in the face with this shit. You definitely don't do that, man. So um, there's, hey, there's motherfucker, layers. get your life together. <laughs> get your fucking potato life together, bro. And this dude, I, I got to be honest with you, Rob, this guy really does have his life together, man. He's made some incredible strides in a short period of time, and I really honor him. Like, I care about him, and I could see that this is going to be a struggle, man. Yes, he's making a ton of money, getting ready to quit his job, like, got out of prison, completely transformed his life, has gotten clean, like, he just broke up with this girl. And then when I saw him two weeks later, he got back together. I congratulated him. I'm like, good for you, man. I said, you know, anything can be worked with. I'm excited. Then the reason I hit pause is when he said, oh, she's crazy, though. She's fucking crazy. And I was like, oh, man. Like. That, that was, that, honestly, that's a great place to jump in, though, right? Because, cool. like. He, he came back to crazy, right? He chose that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I'm done with this shit, man. I'm not doing this anymore. Then I see him two weeks later. I'm like, how's everything going? Man? You all right? You need anything challenged or, you know, you need some support? He's like, no, we're back together. I'm like, oh, fantastic, man. I'm glad to hear that. 
And then he hits me with that. And I'm like, okay, time out. <laughs> time out, brother. You're choosing that shit, man. Like, you got to be aware of that. Like, this is on you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay, so so say that we have someone who's listening right now and they're like, okay, I have a conversation in mind that I need to have with my mom, my dad, my girlfriend, my boyfriend. What do you think are like the common rookie mistakes when f- someone first starts down this road? I think it's going right into blame, like or coming from an activated place, like mm. not grounded, like if you're not in your body, you're not calm, you know, you're you're like just projecting, throwing up, you know, blaming them. And, you know, I, I, I say this often, like when you're practicing these tools, you have to give yourself permission to be sloppy. Like it's going to be messy. You're going to do the best that you can. It might come off blamey. So first of all, like I literally would give myself permission to be sloppy around practicing and then, you know, try to come from a heart centered place, you know, do your best to keep it on your side of the street. I statements and, you know, asking them, coming from curiosity, asking questions, um, and not from an angry, blaming, shaming place. So I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, 100%. Like, I I feel like it has to be, it has to be a real conversation. It can't be me coming up to Scott and be like, hey, man, can I have a conversation with you? And then I lecture him for the next five minutes about how he's fucking up. Like, like, no one's no one's down for that shit. And it can be really tempting too, because I think there are two ways to take this on. The first way is I stand for this person's growth. I care about this human being. I want them to be successful in the way that they want to be successful. I know that this is what they want. So I'm coming at them from there. The other way, which is kind of hard to catch, and I come from this place all the time, is like, hey, they said something that irked me, and now I'm going to take it to them, and they need to fucking make this right for me to feel better. Mm. And you got to, if you can, try and catch that before you let that out of the bag, because it's kind of a messier, uglier place to start from. Like, I've, I've got a hidden agenda all of a sudden. I want this person to make me feel better because they, they hurt my feelings or their beliefs don't line up with mine. Wah, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm basically, <laughs> I'm a child right now. Yeah. And if I can catch that and deal with it ahead of time, that makes it easier for me to come from the first place where I am not trying to lecture this human being or browbeat them into accepting what would make me more comfortable, make me feel better. Cause like, that's, that's not a gift. I'm not helping my brother out. I'm trying to help mm. myself out right now. And so that I think that's a really subtle shift that I couldn't I, I just wasn't able to catch in the beginning. And sometimes I still do that. But when I can catch it, it helps a lot to make that message that I'm trying to give out easier to receive. And what comes up for me is something I learned again at the relationship school, and it's I stand for three. I stand, I'm gonna take good care of me first, but I'm also gonna take good care of you, and I'm gonna take good care of the relationship because that's what this is about. Like, I need to get right with myself first. So that that's what you were saying. Like, I need to get grounded. So maybe that looks like I go meditate first before I come at you with this. I, I get grounded in, in my body. That's what I mean. It is for yourself ultimately, right? Because if you don't bring it, you're out of integrity. If you notice something about them, but it's the place from within you that you enter into the conversation with. And you don't do it like a, you know, a little pissed off kid. You do it like a fucking man. Yeah, man, this is reminding me of a period in my life where it was like my biggest complaint was that people were just like all about the small talk and like I wanted deep conversations with people. And what I what I missed 
at that point. What I what I couldn't have understood back then was the reason why I felt so unfulfilled by my conversations with people was because I was avoiding these conversations. Mm-hmm. Like the difficult ones, the vulnerable ones, the ones where there's something at stake. But the thing is, once you start stepping into that space, or at least for me, once I started stepping into that space, what I discovered was it's where you feel the most alive, where it's like, fuck yes, I'm doing this, right? Like you get to look back at this mountain that you've climbed with your friend, this difficult conversation, and your relationship has been elevated, right? And so if you're like, hey, I don't have any good friends, like, you know, there are people out there with four or five, six best friends, and I'm just unlucky. This is your wake up call. You're not unlucky. You haven't been having talks like this. You haven't been laying your soul bare. And you haven't been giving your friends the opportunity to do the same thing around you. That's the reason why this is happening. Something about you is rejecting this level of depth. Now, this could just be a projection on my end. This is exactly how it played out for me. Yeah, man. I, Because I, I was the same way. It sounds like, you know, you're unaware that these conversations are even you know, available, you know, and I'm curious, Rob, like, when did you start to have these, when did you realize that this was something you wanted in your life? Dude, I was, I was forced to, I signed up for a personal growth program that I thought was (laughs) going to make me better at business. And (laughs) the entire program was about ownership. Uh, It was about Uh, responsibility and integrity and aligning, aligning to those things and having the conversations with people that you've been avoiding. So I started doing that. And then once you're done, they make you share in front of an entire room filled with people. And what you begin to understand, because they coach you on this, the program's called Landmark, if you're interested, they do something called the forum, um, is that if you speak abstractly, like, oh, you know, know, I had a talk and it was good, No one's engaged. No one's interested in that conversation. But it's like, you know, I had a conversation with my dad for the first time where I owned that I was avoiding him and my mom because the conversations made him uncomfortable, made me uncomfortable. And I was worried about their expectations. And, And I had that conversation with them. And it was really uncomfortable. But it feels like we have a deeper relationship now. That conversation is what got people like really like drawn in. And it's like, holy shit, this is the connection that was missing the entire time. It wasn't because of them. I just wasn't sharing any relevant details, like the, the juicy, meaningful stuff. Fuck, like this, <laughs> this is the thing I was looking for the entire time. I was trying to learn how to pick up women and like develop people skills by reading books. But doing this practice, that is what made the difference. Getting this training from Landmark helped, you thought you were learning about business, which you were, the business is always with people in relationship. All all of our problems or the lack thereof are interpersonal ones. So if you can't learn to have difficult conversations with people, you're not gonna be good at business because you're, you know, it's all ultimately sales and you know, you're selling yourself. People are business, like who's yeah. buying my shit? Who, who, who am I sourcing my product from? That is the entire game. Um, and it, and it, it starts with like my ability and willingness to overcome these difficult conversations, like you were saying. So I think, I think let me see if I can, let me see if I can break down what we have talked about so far. Mm-hmm. Hey, how do I start having these challenging conversations with people 
and stop like pretending like I don't care about things. Stop pretending like I don't have something to say when my friends are like trashing their friends or their mom or their family. Yeah. Um, and so you and I talked about, hey, we come at this humbly from respect. We come at this from, I'm not trying to feel better. I am trying to help this person elevate their life. And if I catch myself like, like just pissed off or angry and I'm upset and they need to fix their behavior to make me feel better, we need to take a moment, breathe, work out, run, do some fucking burpees or jump squats. <laughs> Lots of burpees. <laughs> yeah, do burpees until you feel fucking better. Fucking do burpees, bro. It's life-changing. You, hey, you want, you want the fucking pill? Do some burpees and then have the conversation. It works every time. You, if you, you should be scared of burpees. Do 150 burpees. And then, yeah. You want to be scared of something? Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Make them watch you. Make eye contact while you're doing the burpees. And then have a conversation with them. Hey, I'm doing burpees. Look me dead in the eye, bitch. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so weird for them that no matter what you follow that up with, it's going to seem normal. They're going to be like, okay, that was less weird than what you just did. All right, cool. I can accept, I can accept your feedback. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're willing to do that? Then okay. Uh, okay so yes yeah, so we we get their buy-in you do you want to like do you want to take this conversation to a deeper level i have some challenge that you might be interested in i think i think this would support what you're up to there are yes and you start having that conversation first things first you got to make sure that you fully understand their perspective and their side get willing to get into the details and the nuances ask questions about their worldview and their perspective. And then when you fully grasp what they have to say and think, then you come in with what you say and what you think. But it's not coming from a place of absolute truth. It's like, hey, I noticed this thing. Like, what do you think about that? Give them time to absorb what you have to say and arrive at their own conclusions. Because if you're jumping down their throat with a lecture, it's not going to go anywhere for you or for them. Yeah, I think, no, really, that that was brilliant, man, the way you tied it up. And I, I love how you do that, man. You know, I have blind spots. I, I need people like I want. I don't I want people like you in my life. I want people who call bullshit on me. I want people who help me to see myself and help me to be more self-aware. Like I, I I'm living my life in this picture frame here. I can't see myself the way somebody who has an outside perspective. So if it's going to help me in every area of my life and all my closest relationships, I, I'm a hell yes for that. And I surround myself with people like that. I don't necessarily want surface level relationships anymore. So as a, and then I realized too, if this is what I want, then I have to take the lead here. I'm taking leadership here. I'm doing the vulnerable thing and saying, Hey friend, I would like to take our relationship to another level. Are you interested? And if you do get their buy-in, which I think most people are craving, like, and especially men, like, I think we, we think women only want intimacy and we just want sex. I think we crave intimacy as well. At least in my experience, I want deeper, more intimate relationships with men and women but more, even more with men because I didn't get that growing up. So it seems super edgy and super scary, but I think if you take the lead here, you will find that men will follow and you'll have 
better relationships with your wife, with your partner, with your children, with your coworkers, because you're willing to go to that deeper level and really take a good hard look at yourself and become a, a, a relational warrior where you're not behaving like a little boy. They're taking ownership of your experience and you're also helping other people, man. I feel we need more of this less surface level fucking TikTok bullshit in more depth in our relationships. And with that, I'm out. I hope. Oh yeah, man. I, I have to say, like, I think there's a lot to that whole leadership thing. Like, so, like if you're if you're a man or you identify as a man, like I want you to look and see, like, hey, have have I been wanting to become a leader? Have I been wishing that someone would take me aside and show me the ropes, like how, how to become the leader of men, right? Yeah. And if you're at all interested in like becoming more attractive, if you're at all interested in making more money, this is a prerequisite skill. But what Scott just gave you was the keys. It's like, how do I be better at leadership? Well, I have to be okay with going first. I have mm. to be okay with looking like an idiot sometimes and messing up. But as you begin to walk that path, the way opens up. Like the way to become a better leadership, a better at leadership is by leading. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave off with that and... Leave off with the lead off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thank, thank you, Warriors, for being here. We, we appreciate you spending your time with us. And I mean, we used to do like an hour-long podcast, so this is a little bit faster with the editing. But you're still dedicating a chunk of your day to just like hanging with me and Scott. So I wanted to say that we appreciate you. And thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here. And click the buttons. If you, if you Click the like buttons and the star buttons if you're getting some benefit. Pass it along. Like, and definitely would love to hear your input on you know, how you're being served, if you're being served, and where we can serve you more. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day, morning, evening, or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And with that, I am Really For Really Reels out. Uh, love you. Peace. Love you too.